We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the 4th of July Sunday night version. Um, if you hear some explosions in the back, apparently Jeff's neighborhood is very big in the 4th of July. So there's a lot of big bangs that, uh, as we were chatting beforehand, I heard. So it might, it should be pretty adventurous. But I hope everybody uh, has had a good holiday. Look forward to talking to baseball. Um, and we are sponsored by WinBet. That's W Y N N Bet. We appreciate them for that. Other than that, uh, Jeff, how are you this, uh, this Sunday night? I'm doing well. Um... Distracted a little bit. Uh, the Fourth of July is big in my neighborhood. We uh, we have a parade that goes up and down our streets in the morning. Uh, everybody rents golf carts or bug, uh, jeeps and dune buggies and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's an unincorporated area of LA, which means they get away with every firework known to man. And uh, you'll be hearing them through the broadcast. We all have block parties. If you hate the Fourth of July, you, you would hate my neighborhood. <laughs> And so actually, that, that sounds pretty fun. I was just actually up at a, uh, a family's uh, family member's house up at the Rose Bowl, and it was the same kind of thing. Everybody's like they're piling in there because there's a huge show there in about an, about an hour or so. I got yeah. out of there before it started to avoid the uh, the mass chaos and traffic. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I think people are really excited to have th- this year when last year it got fully skipped. Yep, uh, you're right about that. Um, and it's a weekend day, so it makes it yeah. crazier. I know tomorrow is when it's officially observed, like as a holiday for people, but. What are uh, what what are holidays, Jeff? I don't know what you speak of. Yeah, I know. Yeah, are there games being played? Then yeah, <laughs> there you go. My nope. birthday. That was a holiday. There that, you go. that was actually a holiday. No, uh, no day games tomorrow, right? That's weird. Yeah, well, it's because it's Monday, though. I mean, it's a travel day. Yeah, but it's and... a holiday. You think they would have had a couple in there, right? And you know what? You have day games for Memorial Day and Labor Day all the time. Yeah, so... right. The first yeah. game tomorrow is three o'clock. So I get the Giants are actually kind of doing a day game. It's three o'clock in San Francisco, but uh, I'm surprised we don't have some some 10 a.m. games here on the uh, on in the on the West Coast. Nobody fails to do uh, uh, to market like MLB. Um, it's, it's they'd rather it's, like drag the game down. It's almost impossible how bad they do it. Sometimes it's like yeah. you couldn't like sometimes you're like I you can't try to do this as badly, but. Uh, they they managed to somehow, but uh, it's still persevering. We got Shohei Otani hitting that bomb yet today was absurd. Like I, I I usually don't do the like oh someone hit a home run tweet, but he hit it so far that I gotta just automatically did. It. I just could not believe where the ball landed. It was like it was like Bo Jackson All Star Game level landing. It was crazy. Yeah, and it's every day or something. It, it, it's awesome. I mean, we've led the show off a couple of times, and it, it, it's pretty crazy. Uh, it, it, it just 
it, it, it's awesome to watch. I can't wait to see him in the home run derby on Monday. And <laughs> I, I, I'm Field, curious if he's like a home run derby guy. Like, you know, there's some nah. guys that are just home run derby guys. Like Todd Frazier was always that. You, you didn't expect him. He's an awesome in home run derbies. And we weren't expecting sure it was from Vlad last, I guess, two years ago. But Vlad was awesome in that. But yeah. it'll be, uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm really curious to see if he can just, just hit bombs. Because it seems like everything he hits in the air, a line drive is a home run. It's crazy. It is. It is. And, you know, I, I, I mean, what a way to expand the game. Now, that's yeah. something that's marketing the game, right? There. 100%. And, you know, internationally, everyone's going to be going nuts for that. You know, Jesse Winker makes the all-star team, and I ask him, do you, do you miss are – are you upset that you're not in the uh, home run derby? He goes, no way. I'm going to have a beer and watch Otani. And, and it, and it's, it's like just like everybody else. It's cool you mentioned Winker because I think a lot of people are very cynical about the about the all-star game and all that kind of thing. And, like, you saw Winker's reaction when he found out that he, he, got, to, he got a starting job. And, like, he was actually emotional. I mean, at least it means a lot to a lot of these guys, especially the younger guys who have never been there. Like, right. I know we kind of joke about it in the fan vote, and there's a lot of cynicism about it. But, like, guys really care. But it's, it's a big honor to make the baseball show. I think it's I think it's obviously way bigger than the freaking Pro Bowl, which nobody cares about. But, like, right. the NBA All-Star game is pretty big. But I feel like the Major League Baseball game has, like, the tradition stuff. The guys really, really care when they make it. Yeah, they do. I'll be honest. I don't get all into the All-Star game. But I, I also – it's we take a break. That's yeah. the one time we get a break all year, I think. So, yeah. Um, I, although, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be excited because there's two reds starting now. Yeah. So, I think that I, whether they both deserve to – I don't know. I mean – I mean, they're both having a great year, but well, I, I think it's Castellano, more than just who's having the... Castellanos clearly deserves it, right? Yeah, although it, I think it rises to the level of your debate, though. It's like, are you voting for the best players? Are you voting for the best three months? You know, and who I'm, do you, who do you uh, really want to like- see? 25% player, 75% kind of what they've done this year. And I, I just think it's fun. I, I take it more as fun than most people do. Most people get, I, I was a little, uh, I was a little bummed that Chris Bassett, Chris Bassett didn't make it, although I think he'll make it because there's gonna be a lot of pitchers that are gonna back out. But uh, right. I thought he was the one guy and the A's, you know, having a good year, they're winning a lot. There's three Rangers on the team somehow, but uh, I would like, yeah. to see I would like to see Bassett make it. Yeah. Uh, who, which Rangers made it? I haven't even looked at that stuff. Uh, it's a, it's a really good question. I just saw that three Rangers made it. I don't, uh, I don't fully remember which three it was. Th- was there. Come on. <laughs> I know. Just kidding. You know what? If you go by earned auction values, the top three earners in the outfield for the NL are Acuna, Castellanos and Winker. So yeah, I mean, yeah there you go. they got it right. And then it's a big drop off down to Brian Reynolds as the next national league outfielder. Wow, that's Which, a good that's a good note because he's one of the guys I want to talk about today. Raises the question on uh, you know our perceptions there a little bit there. Uh, you know, and the funny thing is, though, I there, there's a question: Do you want to see Mookie Betts in an All Star game? I do. Yeah. Um, maybe he uh, doesn't want to go. Maybe he wants the time off. Joey Gallo, Kyle Gibson, and Adolis Garcia were the three Rangers. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, Adolis Garcia, I really want to see there. Yeah, that's the one I, that gets me excited. Yeah, he should be fun. I'm. I, I want. I, there's like I think there's three spots in the home run derby left. They got if Gallo's going to the game, you got to give him the home run derby if he wants. To uh, I agree. Great. I was just going to say he'd be yeah. awesome with it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, week 15 coming up. We do have one more full week before the All Star break. Before we jump into Fab, uh, big week because there's a you know it's uh, kind of getting the games in before the All Star break. The next week there's only uh, every team has three games only. Uh, 14 teams with seven games. No no teams with five games. Um, look at some schedules. I like the Padres schedule. They have four against Washington, three against Colorado. I, I was looking for kind of some fringy Padres, like a Jerickson Profar might be a guy that uh, if you're going to pick him up this week, it's a week to do it. The Twins have a good schedule, uh, three against the White Sox, four against Detroit. you got to like that pitching. If they miss Giolito, 
Although maybe that's not such a bad thing these days. We're going to talk a little bit later, yeah. but uh, yeah. no, uh, no, no interleague games in NL parks, which is nice. Or in NL parks, they're all they're all in AL parks. The, the series there are, so that's nice too. But uh, were there any teams that you were really attacking uh, in terms of uh, this this upcoming week? Uh, the Rockies are on the road, so we kind of we kind of lose that obvious one right away. Well, you lose the, the Rockies hitters, but then again, you find pitchers going up against them. So like that's true. That's true. I prioritize Merrill, Merrill Kelly, for instance. Yep. And Ryan Weathers was another one that I kind of prioritized, especially lefties against the Rockies on the road. Rocky Road, as uh, yep. Nick Pollock always likes to say with his uh, streamer guide. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, the problem with Ryan Weathers, obviously, though, how deep into the game is he going to go? Yeah. I mean, Jace Tingler today. Bryce Snell went uh, – Bryce, uh, uh, yeah, Bryce Snell had uh, – Bla- Blake Snell? Blake Snell. God, what am I <laughs> – Happy Fourth, everybody. There's uh, there's, right. there's someone I did that on last week, and I it took me like ten minutes to come up with his first name. I can't remember who it was. I wish yes. I could think of it, but Is it's, it it's weird. weird. blocks happen. Anyhow, yeah. Snell had four shutout innings, eighty-one pitches, and a five-nothing lead, and Tingler yanked him. Yep. They I, do. He does weird stuff with Musgrove too. Every time I look up, Musgrove pitches four innings. Like it's just he's gonna he's gonna thrash that bullpen at some point, right? I, you think so? And maybe it's all about preserving the starters. I yeah. I, I don't know, but. It, it it's annoying me a little yeah. bit there, and you know, uh, I you know, Liz was whining about, I mean, complaining about uh, <laughs> Snell also on Twitter, and I go, well, you know, at least he's on the team. You know, thankfully, joined a team that knows how to optimize him instead of those nerdy know-it-all ruining the game rays. Right. Oops. Kevin Cash, what an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, they have no success in Tampa Bay. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But, uh, good All Star break note, though. If you do, uh, just think about. It. We're not going to have a podcast next week because you are going to be. Uh, you will be out of town, and uh, we kind of take next week off. But there are uh, the week after this one. There are three games for everybody, so make sure next week in Fab uh, you want to backfill. I usually pick up a couple of relievers just because you're probably not going to get nine guys who are who are starting or relieving. Mm-hmm. So you know it's, it's hard. Every team has three games. Those back end starters not going to start. You also have the issue that. By the time we do Fab on Sunday, we don't really know who's going Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A lot of times, right. someone may throw in the All Star game. Maybe they push him back, or maybe they want someone to. They want to go left, right, left, right, whatever it may be. Um, so I usually try and just strategize, pick up a, a reliever or two if I can, if I have the roster space, to make sure that I, I've got to some active arms in that in that week. There's one exception, by the way. What is Red it? Sox and Yankees play on Thursday? Ah, uh, do they have making to, up I, a game? I figured there was one. Uh, there had to be one game. Oh, it's a makeup, not just a TV game. I think it's a makeup. Okay. Uh, but because uh, why else would they? They feel like they'd be kind of get screwed otherwise. But so we'll, uh, we'll get a we'll get a standalone game on Thursday of the Red Sox just mashing Garrett Cole then, huh? Man, crazy! My, it's wild. Uh, he, yeah, it, it, it's wild and it's terrible. So yeah. my aces on my two main event teams are Cole and Giolito. Uh, I and actually did been a bad three weeks. I didn't know that when I said that. I apologize. I did not. I was That's not okay. taking. I was not taking a shot at your teams there. Your teams are better than mine. So there's that. But. I don't it's think they wild. are anymore. But. I, I think if they probably are, it's wild. Cole, I don't know what's up. I mean, I don't know. Like, how much are you are you putting in this sticky stuff? We're gonna talk about Giolito later. I actually want to talk about him a little bit. But like, how worried are you about someone like Garrett Cole right now? I mean, obviously in the NFC you're starting him, but if you're in a trade league, are you thinking about trading him? Are you thinking about buying him if you're in a trade league? Where do you stand with him at the moment? <sighs> I, I want to think he's gonna uh, figure it out. In fact. Fred and I on Tuesday posed the question, Gossman or Cole for the rest of the year? And he then he did a poll on it afterward, Twitter poll on it. I was on the, you know, I was with the majority that said Cole, um, because I'm McSquarrickson. How and, how big was the majority? Like 5941. Oh, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. If you think about that three months ago, it would have been, you know, 90, 98 to two. So yeah, and I predicted it'd be 75, 25. So I yeah. was a little brazen with that. Uh 
I think he figures it out, but hey, how much how much is he going to lose ground? But you know, Gosman walked five in his last start too. Let's let's not forget that. And the day we posed that question, he walked five uh, against the it was against, albeit against the Dodgers. Uh, so take that with the appropriate grain. So good week for the Dodgers on the field. Um, yeah, oh, and, for all for all the talk about the Giants, it's been a great story. Suddenly, we're on July fourth, and the Dodgers caught him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't see what did the Giants lose again tonight. Oh, I don't know. The Dodgers caught him when they won this morning. I haven't seen the the Giants because they played that late game. And they did. Yeah, we've been entertaining guests, so I didn't catch the late game. So I'll have they're to they're up night. they're up five to one in the ninth. So they uh, they're going to go back up half game. But point yeah. stands for all the talk of I mean the Giants and the Giants have been great. The record's great. What are the Dodgers doing? Like we got to July and they've already caught them. So it's just uh, the the, yeah. the panic over the Dodgers was absurd. They won nine games in a row. That team is just absurdly good still, and they and they have pitching issues right now. They have a lot of depth issues because they we never thought that'd be a problem, but you know with the injuries, um, with who the heck knows with Trevor Bauer, like they may have to move someone in the rotation this week. So Shu and I picked up David Price in one league, thinking I mean, they might stretch him out. That's the guy, right? If you're going to do it, I mean, I know they. I think they threw. Uh, I think the, you threw Uceta today for their bullpen game. I think about throwing him on Friday, um, but I mean, you know, the Dodgers are so good they throw out a bullpen game and they they get one run in nine innings. But um, yeah. yeah, they got they they have four pitchers right now. There's, there's got to be someone in that spot. It's a valuable spot because they're they're going to score runs. They're going to play well, and um, whoever it is in that spot, if they can go five, you sure want it. Yeah, and Price is only going two at a time now, yeah. um, so it's a white ways to go before he gets there. But you think about it this way: Gonsolin hasn't been great. Um, and he's and he's going going like three or four innings too. So I mean, it's tough. Yeah. Like he, it's hard to have two guys like that in, in, every time through because it really hurts the hurts the bullpen. What what if they piggyback off each other? That yeah, seems you could like that would be a natural pairing. Yeah. But then I you still Price you still need the a second one. Then you still need a fifth guy though, right? Yeah, you do. Well, no, I well, yeah, you do actually. Um, yeah. And the thing is too, like I I think uh, if I recall correctly, they've got some injuries in the with their prospects also. So that's the other problem. Um, I have to pull up their depth chart, but I know that you know they they usually have like eight starters, and they don't this year. I mean, I, I think with the problem we started started the start of the year is like, oh my god, they have too many starters. They're going to skip starts, and they're going to be up by so much. And obviously, that hasn't happened. But like you look, at, I think Josiah Gray is like their number one prospect, and he's only he's only thrown one game so far, so he's a long ways off. But um, I don't know. It's weird. There's not uh, there's not like a, a next guy up. It seems like right now. Yeah, uh, I think it is. I think it is Price. That's my guess. Yeah. That's if I'm I'm guessing that's it. Gray is hurt, if I recall correctly, or just or he just got he just yeah. he started I today. I think actually, he's just I think he's just coming back now. Yeah. Yeah. And coming off a shoulder impingement. Uh so this is his second outing is yeah. was today, July fourth. Yeah. So probably gonna be a while before he's ready. And he's thin he's thrown what, forty innings above A ball? Like it's not like a guy that's fully ready right now either. So Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's just it's, it's funny how when we talk in March about oh my god they have too many pitchers, that stuff always works itself out, especially with pitching. Yeah, well, and I expect the Dodgers to be active on the trade market yeah. though too. I think yeah. that's they will whatever starters that are out there, they'll be after. Yeah, it'll be it's, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what they do. There's a lot of talk about a lot of teams that are kind of up there and teams we didn't expect to be competing that are. So it should be an interesting trade deadline. It'll be interesting to see if it happens a little quicker if we're if we're going all the way up to the trade deadline. Yeah, that's right. Are you sure you're not shooting off those fireworks in your living room? <laughs> that's right. Um, are your like daughters said, like? Are your daughters like throwing cherry bombs at each other right now? Nope. It's and this is going to go on for two more hours. Um, just so you know, and may, maybe three. Uh, do, your, it, do do your cats freak out, or do they do okay with it? They're under our bed right now. Actually, yeah. one of them's out, but you know <laughs> they they're, they're kind of used to it a little bit, uh, but. 
the weird part is like when you get one of those that sprays out and it sounds like it's like raining on your roof uh, sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah. I hope someone's out there with some hoses or something just in case. Oh, I used to hose down my roof every year at first yeah. when I moved into this neighborhood. Um, it, it's just that much. It, I had a neighbor, uh, ironically got divorced, but, uh, on his, their last year out the door, he went to Pahrumpf in Vegas, you know, Nevada and loaded up on all these fireworks and set it to choreography. He had, he oh, set it all wow. to music. I mean, he was dedicated and like he went around the neighborhood taking collections. He spent four or five figures on fireworks easily. Is that, is that why he got divorced? Mm, he was probably on that path to begin with, but I'm sure it was a contributing factor. All right, let's jump off that talk. We'll jump into Fab before you get yourself in trouble. Uh, let's start with some pitchers. Uh, it was not a great week for uh, pitchers. I did not think there were a couple names, though. I want to ask you what you thought. Uh, the first is uh, Tyler McGill. I think it's still Tyler, even though he spells his name O-R. Um, pitched really well for the Mets in his, uh, in his last start. Yeah. He had eight strikeouts in five innings, three earned runs. Uh, some big strikeout rates in the minors. Pitched pretty well in Double uh, A AA and Triple A this year. He made eight starts across those levels. Kind of a really quick riser through. He obviously had a lot of injuries in the, in the Mets rotation. Uh, only threw 76 innings in, in, uh, in 2019. He was pretty good in A and kind of struggled in Double A. Uh, were you in on McGill at all? Kind of what do you think he, as we're looking at going forward, kind of in, their, uh, in the Mets rotation at the moment? He was my top bid albeit with small bids like i'd be yeah. like 13 15 17 bucks uh i did not get him in either main uh i i had to settle for others but he was my top choice the thing is he went four and a third and went five in his two outings both yeah. against the braves Eh, pitched okay you know, got the strikeouts at least 12 k's in nine innings so far and you know, look you know carries out you look at the two levels in the minors this year 42 in double A was really dominating 42 yeah. K's in 26 innings, but he did it as a 25 year old too. Yeah. So, and I think that the two home starts this week, you know, I think built his, uh, hit build his price. He's, he gets Milwaukee and the second one to Pittsburgh. So it looks pretty nice on paper. Milwaukee strikes out a lot. I think that uh, I, I was in on two kind of for your, your same range of bids, but I think that the, the two start week kind of, uh, kind of hurt us and our chances to get him there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, the fact that he's our top guy in mid July, speaks volumes guy that was not on our radars. I mean, I, I'm sure there there's some of the better players and, and, and at the NFBC and some of the scout type guys knew about him more. He wasn't on my radar at all. I hadn't heard of him until the, until he got the call. Yeah, it's funny. I look at I'm looking at my sheet right now. I write down starters that I'm remotely interested in, and I usually have you know a column and a half or so. Um, I wrote down eight names this week that I was even considering bidding on. Like I don't think I, I can't remember a week where I wrote down fewer names, and one of them is Spencer Turnbull, who's on the IL, and I didn't really want to pick him up anyway. So seven active arms. Right. I I don't think I've ever written down that uh, that few number uh, this at this point of the season. I'm the same way, and you know we. Uh... Like we had to cut Spencer Howard from one of our teams in the main. I mean, that was he an throws, obvious he throws cut. Three innings there. It's just, it just doesn't, it's, it's hard to work in fantasy. It doesn't work. But you know what? All the guys are looking to pick up. I mean, it's the yeah, same. It's true thing. too. I yeah. mean, if you're lucky, you saw Tyler Anderson out there every yeah. once in a while. If you're, I would. No. I, I actually, I, I sat him in one like, last week. It was, it was. Maybe that was in the twelve. I saw him actually yeah. too. I may not be. He might not even been available in the. 15 I mean, looking at like every week, I look at Justice Sheffield. And I'm like, oh, he starts every week, and he has two <laughs> starts a week, but every week is terrible. Like he's just bad. It's just like I, I, I want some innings, but I just I'll, I'll give I'll throw a reliever before that. It's just it, it's rough right now. I had uh, 
Um, Colby Allard was available in a couple leagues. I think we talked about him a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago, but he was right. really highly owned in the main event, but only 8% in 12-teamers. So you kind of see the difference there. Um, but pitched really well. He has two home starts against Detroit and Oakland, uh, three and a half ERA, K rates up, walk rates down, some pretty good numbers there. Swing strike rates at 10%. He feels like a guy that uh, you can get some some solid innings out of. I don't think he's going to be great, but uh, you know, hopefully won't hurt you. So he was, uh, he was second on my list after McGill. And we talked about him two weeks ago. He got shelled he did. subsequently. Yep. And then I think he was fine after that. I mean, we've seen him before. Yeah. I mean, he feels uh, like he's a guy. He's just a guy, right? Yeah. I mean, and yeah, that, that's the problem. I mean, and even like the call-ups that we see get called up, you know, Alec Manoa finally got, you know, figured out, had a really good that, start against the Rays that, this that week. Slider, that slider is disgusting when it's going, by the way. Whew. Yeah. Nasty. That's like, that's the prize so far. Yeah, you know, I think so too. If Joe Ross was available, okay, great. He struck out 11 a day in a loss, but, you know, he seems like he's figuring it out. But that one, that, that ship has mostly left the harbor. You know, yeah. he wasn't and, available in too many and places. And you know the nine earned run starts coming at some point. You just have to find – you just have to hope you miss it. Yeah. yeah it's it could what, be like Tom Cop. You go back in time to get it on there. It, it's what Joe Ross does, but – um, an interesting name in 12 teamers, a guy that uh, I actually had at the top of my list above Allard and McGill this week was, was actually John Gray. Um, two, I know the Rockies, but two, two road starts. He's at uh, Arizona at San Diego. The second one's pretty scary with San Diego, but uh, two starts off the IL, uh, five innings, 10 strikeouts against the Brewers, six innings, two hits, two walks, five strikeouts against Pittsburgh this week. Uh, ERA is actually under four for the year. I was actually surprised when I look at that. He's a guy that you always kind of think of the higher because it half starts of cores and, um, you know, he finds a way to either some years he struggles there, some years he struggles on, on the road he can never kind of put it together but k rates up a little bit uh walk rate is also up which you don't like to see but uh i don't know i think that uh, if you're looking for two starts in a 12 team i thought that gray was a it was a reasonable shot this week yeah all of a sudden the rocky starting pitchers are all turning in gems too yeah marquez suddenly is just dealing every time it's crazy yeah uh and gray and you know the pirates scored two runs in their three games at course field two That's uh, yeah that's but meanwhile, they torched the Cardinals in St. Louis before yep. that, one, winning three out of four. Two runs in three games, of course. Wow, I, that's I don't know if we've I don't know if we've ever seen that. Almost got no hit, you yep. know. They're, they're, but you know what? Freeland dealt against them. Gray yep. dealt. Marquez dealt. I mean, they're rolling right now a little bit. In that series against the Cardinals, there there weren't any high scoring affairs. There's one game where the Cardinals scored six runs in the tenth inning, but right, made it look right. like that it was like a nine to three game. But aside from that, I mean. The, the, the car, I mean, the Cardinals, you expected, like, yeah, we're going to – I have Cardinal bets. I have Tyler O'Neill who got hurt, of course. Uh, I have uh, a significant I – have, I have Goldie in one main and Arenado in the other. I was expecting some results and didn't see a whole lot there. Yachty had that you – know, Yachty had a big homer in one of the games, but – yeah, I don't think O'Neill's homered since like June 10th or something, June 11th, something like that. It's been uh, a weird. It's funny we talked about it last week. We're like Tyler's been holding homer a long time. He still didn't homer again this week, and again, of course, uh, got a little banged up today. But was there anybody else starting pitching wise? I looked at uh, your boy Vladimir Gutierrez with the Reds, and I uh, I, I looked away really fast because I didn't really yeah. like what I saw. Low K rate, high walk rate, like and they, were, and they were so high and low that I was just like, you know, I just not, I'm not going here. He does have two starts, but. Um, I got away from that one pretty quickly. He's at uh, he's at KC Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I mean, I just I mean the starts are pretty good, and maybe he's okay, but I just feel like there's there's too much risk for ratio blow up. You're not getting enough strikeouts to make it worth the risk. Yeah, and when you're going against Milwaukee too, you're going against another really good starting pitcher and Freddie Mar- Freddie Peralta too. So uh, I, love, although- I love I love Freddie Peralta by the way. Who my favorite my favorite guy to watch pitch right now. Is he really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I just yeah. love. I love. I love it. He feels like to me, and it's gonna be a weird comp, but he feels like Marcus Stroman, but with more stuff. 
like the attitude, the fire, all that. But he, okay. can, just, he can he can he can strike guys out, which I like. Marcus Stroman with K's. Another yeah, words? Marcus Stroman with stuff slash K's, whatever however you want to call it. But yeah, I just yeah, I love the fire. He had a, he, he didn't pitch well today. He 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 walked like I think he walked four or five guys, but like he had a big out in the base loaded. And just he's so fired up, so into it. I like his stuff. I like that he's not huge. He's kind of a a smaller guy out there and just throwing gas. I just I love watching him pitch. Yeah. He uh council gives him a quick hook every once in a while is the only problem. Yeah. But he kind of gave him a, a decent one today. He kind of let it. I thought he was gonna take him out with two on in the sixth, and he right. actually loaded the base and they let him pitch. It was it was Tyler Anderson hitting, so I think that had something to do with it. And uh, I looked up, I'm like, oh, he struck that guy out, and I'm like, oh, it was the pitcher. So I wasn't <laughs> it was like uh, not as impressive, but um, I don't know. I just I just love watching him pitch. I love the fire, I love his stuff. He's just a guy that's really uh really blown up to me this year that I, I enjoy watching. Yeah, um, I hear you, I hear you, and yeah, I wish I had more of him. I'd enjoy him even more. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you what, he's, he, you know, he, he's one of those guys that I'd love to have a little bit more of, that's for sure. And, you know, he, he's got seven wins, even with a quick hook. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. I mean, their, their rotation with him, Burns and Woodruff has been, has been really, really good. Yeah. See, so you're and using yes, some of yes, the editing tools. Yeah. Uh, good yes. Job. I, I have done some editing on the fly there because that was uh, that was disturbing. Good time. I didn't read um, all of it. I just saw something, and yeah, we won't even go on. Keep moving. Moving on. Let's move on. Um, before we get to some relievers, which kind of the was kind of the bigger bidding this week. Uh, first, a note from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. 
So Jeff, I felt like this week was more of a reliever week than a starting week. We had a number of guys that uh, that kind of slid into closer roles, got a couple saves during the week, and got some interesting bidding. Uh, I'm going to start in Kansas City. I think it's been a situation where there's not been one guy. We've kind of seen uh, Josh Stalmont, we've seen Greg Holland. Now Scott Barlow had two saves this week, and Scott Barlow's been pretty darn good this year. He has a 1.99 ERA in 40 innings. Really big strikeout rate at almost 35%. Uh, the walk rate's a bit high at around 10%. Swing strike rate 16%, which is a really good number there. Um, I think he's the best guy in the pen. I just don't know if Kansas City wants a best guy in the pen, if you know what I'm saying, closer-wise. I know exactly what you're saying, and I think that's exactly true. Uh, he was gone in one of – I'm looking at – I think he was gone in both of mine this week. So didn't have a chance in the mains to pick him up. Could have picked him up in a 12, but – the, the thing is, do you really want to deal with it? The K- KC, Cincinnati, yep. Philly, Detroit. I, I mean, I'm dipping into that pool already. So, I mean, it's just you you have a certain to, amount of fatigue. There's, there's nobody else there. You have to. But, yeah, it's uh, he went for 65 and 45 in my two main events, just to give you kind of a, a price range there. So some mildly aggressive bidding, I would call it. He, had, he definitely had some backup bids. But uh, velocity's up to almost 96. So it looks like the stuff is uh, maybe a little bit better than it was in past years. But uh, I don't know. At, at some point, they're gonna if they go to a guy, I think it's him. But I just don't think they really want to. They sure, certainly haven't seemed like they want to yet. Yeah. Uh, and I read an article earlier saying it takes a lot of buy-in to, to go with that when you have these arms in this bullpen. I think it was a profile on Stallman at the time. But they all are buying into this whole role-less bullpen. And, yep. you know. I, I've got Holland in a couple of places. Holland's not good. So I, I'd like to actually know that and be on my way, move on my merry way and let him go. But, uh, and, and unfortunately, you know, I, I'm scraping for saves. So you take what you can get sometimes. Yeah, I am too. It's been a, it's been a tough stretch of saves these last couple of weeks for me. Uh, they they seem like they use Holland a lot. I think he threw like five innings the last seven days. They seem like they're they're running him out there a lot, but uh, it's just every he's time. the veteran. They're not trying. Yeah. You know, they don't need to protect him like they do the others. Let me ask you: in re- reaction to all this, are you going to be more aggressive on the top closers next year in the draft? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure, I, for sure, getting one like top eight guy. And then maybe figure it out there, but I I wouldn't be against trying to grab a a second guy that you really like. Maybe not maybe not top eight guy, but maybe a top fifteen guy. I just I think it's going to be just harder and harder every year to get saves. I think it's going to be harder. To, I mean, we talked about it many times, but you just don't get that. Like we used to get, you know, closer A got hurt, and there would be someone that you could pick up for a bunch of money, and he would be the guy. And now you pick him up for a bunch of money, and they split it between three guys. And even the, even teams that have a set closer, when that guy gets hurt, they don't go to another set closer like they used to. And then you have so many teams that are already in a committee. It just it limits how many guys there are out there that get that get saves, and it's a really it's a way lower number than it used to be. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll say this too. I mean, except for Aroldis Chapman, I won't be bidding on. You know, won't be going early on him, uh, barring some miraculous turnaround in the second half. He was uh, really good until a week ago, though. I mean, it's just that's, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, two whatever weeks it is. Ago, yeah, yeah. It's, but I mean, he was like elite until two weeks ago, and then he he can't get anybody out right now. Yeah, he's dust right now. I mean, yeah. did you go after Chad Green? I didn't, but I when when I started to look deeper to Aroldis and you know saw what was going on, I, I figured I should have. I just didn't know if he was fully the next guy up or what's going on. But yeah, that probably would have been a smart bid right now. Cause if he gets a save or two and you know, maybe they see what's up with Chapman, maybe they put him on the aisle if he, they want to get him right or something, but he, I mean, that price would be sky high if he, if he was clearly the guy. Well, green went three innings today in the second game. Yeah. So that's so, the tricky yeah. part. I mean, the problem it's like, is that his value is in that too. Right. Right. Yeah. And, but uh, you know, who else are you going to, I guess Zach Britton when he gets healthier uh, could be that guy. Cause he was that guy last year. Uh, or 
I mean, Loisaga and, and the thing is, Loisaga and Green in their current roles are valuable. They're picking up wins like they did today. Loisaga should have got the one in the first game. And, and in fact, the broadcast like, why not just leave him in? Um, he's pitching well. Yeah, I see that happen all the time. Yeah, I think it. I, I think if something were happen, happen, I think Green would be the first shot guy. But you're right. I mean, they they like the multi inning stuff. But I think they would kind of move it around so he would probably be the the main guy at least. But um, yeah, that probably would have been a smart bid right now. Now that I'm thinking about it a little more. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it, it could just be though that they like the multi inning role. So we'll see yeah, about that. And I think I think as long as he's healthy, the leash is pretty long on Chapman. But it's uh, it's rough right now, and everybody in New York seems like just pissed off. I mean, you just oh there, was the, there was the Hank Steinbrenner comments earlier this week about it's pretty much the players' fault, and uh, Cashman was on the field saying we just suck right now. Like he actually used the word suck right now. It's I know it's it's. I mean, the, being five hundred in New York just doesn't work, especially when you're paying a ton of money for your team. Cole got booed today uh, pretty hard and he, he was pretty bad. Um, yeah. yeah, I not, not great times if, uh, in Yankee stadium. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, at least they, they came back and won that second game, which is big. I think that they got, they got swept by the Mets. It might've been, it might've been a really rough, uh, a rough parking lot on the way out of that stadium. Yeah. Might've there might've been heads rolling. Yeah. Uh, so a couple other closers. You mentioned uh, some of the situations we we're talking. Uh, Philadelphia uh, yeah. Ranger Ranger Suarez uh, had two saves this week. It was someone that I, I did bid on. I got in a couple leagues. Uh, has been really good so far. 0.85 ERA in 31 innings, but uh, 156 BABIP. Uh, he's been very he's been very lucky. But hard hit rate's pretty good. Barrel rate's under four percent. He's not getting up a lot of hard contact. 24% K rate is kind of okay. Walk rate's pretty good at 6.7%. Uh, a big called strike guy. He has an 18 18.5% called strike. So his CSW is 29.5% because he's kind of it, it boosts up the, the swing strike. It's only about 11%, which is decent, but not great for a reliever. Um, I was in on him. The quotes were a little bit weird. They said something effective. Uh, Jose Alvarado was available on Saturday, but uh, they used uh, Suarez anyway. And someone asked Girardi, would you use it for the next one? He actually's like, yeah, sure. Why not? So uh, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I feel like Girardi wants one guy but just doesn't have one in this bullpen more than anything and uh that's a tough spot to be in i just uh, i had to bids in on suarez but uh i i don't think i am especially fired up about anybody in this bullpen right now but definitely i don't want jose alvarado i know that sure is a good thing that they got rid of gabe kapler and what ruining ruination he did to that phillies bullpen. oh right. wait it wasn't kapler's fault after all really their uh, their numbers on the run differential in the seventh and eighth innings are insane it's like it, it's just an unbelievable number when you look at it yeah, it is. It really is. And, you know, the Reds played uh, Philly in one game on Monday, and it was just like the battle of the bullpen stars. It was so bad. Uh, but, you know, I, you know, Suarez went, it was only available, I think, in one of my two leagues. He, it was 40 to 38. I didn't, I didn't go crazy over him. I think I only had like a very minimal bid on that. But I, I don't know. It's just because I don't, I don't trust that he gets the next one. I think there's going to be a little lefty bias against him there. Uh, I think that's part of the problem. But I mean, he's pitching well. He doesn't walk too many guys. That's that's one thing I do like. So one yeah. thing that's the one thing to get me to quit a, quit on a reliever really quick is a high and walk. That, and that and that's all for I mean, he he's so nasty. He can strike any out, but he has no idea where the ball is going right now. Yeah, uh, just it, it's brutal and it's funny uh, how he's been pretty bad lately. And like, okay, well maybe Norris gets it back, and then Norris is like, wait, 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 hold on, yeah. don't get too excited. Let me blow one badly here again. Not blow one. It was a blowout already, but yeah. let me just I get torched again. 
I didn't drop him yet, but uh, it, it certainly he certainly pushed me a little closer to that ledge with that outing. But uh, I picked up Suarez in one of my main events for thirty two bucks, so not uh, you know a, a decent amount of money, but not uh, anything that's going to hurt. He actually went uh, he went less than Barlow and Heath Hembry, who we're talking about a second went for. So I got him the third highest reliever, um, and then he got uh, I got outbid on him the other main. He went for like sixty or fifty three bucks. So there's there's some decent bidding. Uh, what about Heath Hembry? We're going to uh, go into your Reds here. Um, has not pitched great, but uh, a huge strikeout rate, 41.7%. Uh, velocity's up. He's throwing a lot more sliders, too, which is probably why he's getting the strikeouts. I was just going to say that. Yep. Yeah, a lot of hard contact, though. 70% barrel rate kind of freaked me out a little bit when I looked closer. Um, I kind of pulled back my Hembry bids as uh, as we got closer, but uh, you're the Reds fan. Tell me about this one. Can you hear me now? Uh, yes, are you alive? Yes, I am alive. I didn't get. I didn't. Get... Oh, you're gone again. And then again, not. Try and now you're back. You're back. And you're gone. So there's Jeff. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk for a few minutes while he's going there. Um, that was kind of the extent of the uh, the closers. There was uh, some Cole Solcer in uh, in Baltimore who was uh, mildly interesting, but pitching pretty well. But uh, it was uh, it was definitely was a, a reliever week. Um, with Suarez, Barlow, Hembry, and Cole Solcer. But Jeff, you're back. Tell me about Heath Hembry. Oh, I can't hear you. I can hear you. <sighs> joy of uh, joy of modern technology. So I'm going to talk. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit while uh, while Jeff gets uh, fully connected there. Uh, but it was an interesting week. I just I think we're at a point where closers are just really difficult to figure out right now. Um, like we talked earlier, there's so many committees, but you need saves. You got to bid on these guys. And it's Jeff. It's I think you're back now. It's it's tough finding guys right now, and you're just we're bidding on guys that I don't want to, but you kind of have to. Yeah, um, I didn't go too aggressively on Hembry. Uh, I think he's if you get pick him up for free or like minimal bid, fine. But this is a feature, not a bug with the Reds. I mean, this is just how he he they roll. Uh, one day it'll be Amir Garrett for two saves in a row. The next day Amir Garrett's in the seventh inning, and not only that, because it's David Bell. Garrett's thrown, you know, faced three batters and put one on. Oh, let's take him out. So only gets two thirds of an inning too. Yeah. And he likes it. Oh, I, I, I got a chance to double switch. Let's do it. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think this situation this year uh, pushes anybody closer to like saves plus holds leagues becoming more, uh, more prominent? Sure. I think it's been, I, I heard a lot of that push in the, in the preseason. And in fact, Tout Wars, one of the new league we added in Tout Wars is a saves plus holds league. I hate the holds rule, but at least it solves some of the committee stuff, I suppose. But the hold rule is kind of crappy, but I guess it probably evens out over the course of the year when you get some bad ones and some good ones. But um, I don't know. It'd be a whole other way to uh, certainly figure the stuff out. That's for sure. Yeah, um, sure. I it will. But like you, I hate the rule. I don't think it's a great stat at all. Yeah. Um, I like the notion of trying to give some of these guys some extra value. Right. Um, I, I don't have the perfect answer to that, but um, it's just, yeah, it, it's just going to be something that continues to vex us a little bit more. So let's uh, let's flip to offense a little bit here before we, I want to talk to some players. I want to talk about the end, but there's some, a little bit of offense. I, I found it hard to find really 
intriguing or interesting offensive guys this week. Uh, first guy that got called up, uh, Gavin Sheets with the with the White Sox. Uh, 2019 in Double A, played 126 games, 16 home runs, hit 267. Uh, I think we all know him because he hit two home runs already this week. He hit yeah. second a couple times for the White Sox with Yohan Moncada um, out. Uh, he was he was hurt with that bruised hand all weekend. Uh, really nice strikeout numbers in the minors. He was always under 20. percent So the guy that does make contacts probably uh, you know, gives him a nice a decent batting average floor. So far in Triple A this year, before he got called up, he had seven home runs, 176 plate appearances, hitting 292. Uh, what were you doing with uh, with Sheets? Do you think that uh, the, the playing times? Do you think he sticks? Uh, how do you feel about him? Um, don't feel strongly about him. He was on my either. list of guys, uh, and he might, you know, he might get a little bit of extra run with uh, Mercedes sent down. Maybe he plays a little bit of extra DH. Uh, that, that's possible. Uh, you know, son of. Larry Sheets, so uh, oh, know, is it really? I guess, that, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, uh, but better, not Ben. Better, not better, ben. Than, better than son of Ben Sheets. I went to a spring training game once. Uh, A's Reds. We sat down, and Sheets gave up ten runs, and he did not get an out. Oof! I think Oof. Chris Singleton. It was that Chris Singleton with the Reds hit uh, homer to lead off the game, then homered coming all the way back around the order to, 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 to for the tenth run. It was uh, it was quite impressive. Your Cactus League one day draft. Uh, if you went Singleton, you uh, went Homerton. Yeah, I, 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 knowing me, I probably had Ben Sheets in DFS that day. It probably didn't work well. I, I doubt that. No, uh, you're, you're too much of a self-hating A's fan to do that. <laughs> That's true too. It was just funny. Like we literally got a beer, sat down, and it was literally ten nothing before Ben Sheets got out. It was a good time. Oh man, um, no, he wasn't my priority. My priority was Heimer Candelario. At least in one of my no, two mains, he was that's available. Not a, it's not a bad little uh, guy to have available. It just uh, you know hits in the middle of the order and not gonna be huge, but uh, definitely right. not gonna hurt you, which is nice. He hasn't had the category juice so far. Four homers, 22 RBI going into today's game, although he had a pretty good game today. He did. Uh, yeah, he doesn't run. That's the that's the downside. So I mean, it's just I'm looking for playing time basically yeah. at this point in time. I mean, I have him. I have been a main and I didn't consider dropping him. So that probably tells you something right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the, what about Jace Peterson in Milwaukee? Uh, Colton yeah. Wong, Colton Wong, unfortunately, went on the aisle again. I just – Every time he's playing, he's playing really well, but just it's like the third time on the IL now. Uh, he's playing second base with Wong Hurt. Uh, 108, uh, or he has three home runs, four stolen bases already, hitting 270. He's mm-hmm. about he's about 110 plate appearances, kind of over the course of the year before he really started playing regularly. Um, I think he's strictly a you know a catch some stolen bases while he plays kind of guy, but uh, those guys have value because stolen bases are really bunched up right now, at least in my leagues. And uh, you know yeah. anybody can steal you know two or three bags in a week is is pretty important and valuable to me right now. Oh, I'd agree, um, and you know. The, the Brewers are hot, so you know you get some maybe uh, a little bit of categories and you know runs, at least some runs. Maybe you add to the pile there. Yeah, I think he was picked up in a lot of my 15s last week. Oh, uh, well, I think I playing time was there. Yeah, um, that's that, that's interesting. He was available in mine. I grabbed him. And I grabbed him in one for I think six bucks, and I forget what the other one was. But I just thought, like you said, I'm looking for playing time. I'm looking for maybe this, someone can steal a couple bags. And I, what I like is he's eligible at first, second, and outfield. Like that gives right. me a lot of flexibility and allows me maybe to keep another pitcher next week longer that's hurt, or maybe keep a. I have Joe Adele in the league, and I'm kind of trying to figure that out. Do you think they call up Joe Adele? I want to ask you that now. Uh, I've held him for a couple of weeks just because he's playing. He's a lot of power in AAA. And I think once he gets called up, he'll be to stick. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's sad. I'm scared to drop him because I, I know the second I drop him is the week they'll call him up. The funny thing is, though, if there was ever a time for them to call him up, it'd have been now. I mean, I it would have been, you know, that, uh, you know, right. Upton's on the IL, Trout's on the IL. I mean, yep. now Taylor Ward got hurt today. They're saying it's not significant, uh, but we'll see. I mean, they're going Ligaris. 
Renhifo. I mean, they had uh, Scott Shebler, and I think they sent him down. Uh, I, I I can't even figure out who their third outfielder is. I guess Goslin. I guess is it's, right it's now. It's a little weird, right? Like they must be fully committed to having him be a thousand percent ready and come up and not ever go back down. But I tell you what, I mean, they're they were they're, they're five hundred. They're still sort of in the mix for the second half. It just seems like it's crazy to run the outfielders out that they're doing right now. It's really the, one of the weirdest teams I've ever seen. Yeah, Goslin so played left fielder today. Ro, uh, Ward got hurt today, and Jose Rojas, who they called back up. Uh, you know, is played some outfield today. Are so they are they that it. worried about him coming up and being bad and like getting down or affecting his? I, I have no idea what it is because he's clearly significantly more upside than all those guys, and I think his floor is probably better than all those guys. Like I just don't. I mean, I, we saw a bad floor last year, but it seems like the perfect time to give him a shot, and they haven't. It just uh, the patience is is wild with him. Yeah, it, it really is, and maybe patience is the word, uh, the operative word. Maybe all the strikeouts that Adele has, but I mean, they they started playing him in center field. Thinking, you know, okay, we can, you know, we're not liking what we're getting here. I, I'll say this: he struck out seventy-three times in AAA. Yeah, he has, uh, so, he has struck out a lot, and that might be their sign that they don't think he's ready. He, even still, I mean, ugh, it is sixty-five percent contact rate at AAA. Of course, he's hitting bombs, but yep. yeah, I don't know. The Angels are such a such a weird team. I mean, <laughs> they are a weird team. They, they, Dylan Bundy got moved to the bullpen this week, uh, which is just how do they wreck him so much, or how did he get wrecked? Uh, yeah, Quintana's in the in the bullpen too. This is just it. They changed over half their bullpen right in the last week of spring training. I still, it's, I've, I've gone, I mentioned that a couple of times before, but to me, it's just a glaring sign that they weren't ready for the start of the season. They're talking yeah. waiver claims, and yeah. you know, actually, Steve Shishak has been their best reliever, I think, and uh, you know, Shishak and Watson are there. Um, I should mean besides Iglesias. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, okay. t- setup guys, right? Yeah. Uh, just you know, Otani is such an amazing talent. Trout's right, such yeah. an amazing talent. They, you know, they tried to go big with Rendon. They tried to go big with Pujols, and you know, so far those have backfired on them. Josh Hamilton's another one, um, and yet they haven't got that big time pitcher. And, you know, Andrew Heaney is just, eh, you know. You know, Cobb is, and you know, that was kind of a patchwork solution. He's had his good starts, his bad starts. Sandoval, I'm actually kind of in, encouraged by a little bit. Yeah, I like Jose that. Sw- it's too bad Sandoval pitched really well then in the sixth inning, put two guys on. Of course, the bullpen came in and just exploded on it. But uh, yeah. he, he pitched well again. He's pitched, but it's like four or five starts in a row. He's been pretty solid. Yeah. And, of course, they're in the wrong division. I mean, uh, RAs and the <laughs> Astros are pretty strong teams. Yeah, and of course they the Angels bullpen just killed that today. Iglesias ended up getting the getting the win instead, but uh, right, uh, yeah, he uh, Sandoval did leave with the lead, which was a little annoying. It's weird. I looked at uh, as we were talking, I was looking at the standings here because we were talking about that. There are each Central Division has one team with a positive run differential. That's pretty wild. Yeah, well, it, it's almost like it carried over from last year. Eighty percent of the teams in the Central have a negative run differential. That seems almost impossible when they play each other as much as they do. Yeah, uh, and the Brewers were had, had this big rally in the last twelve games to get there. Yeah, uh, so because th- I think they they were below five hundred. I mean, they, they're below uh, negative run differential for a while too. Uh, the Reds are close. I mean, yeah, they're they're minus, they're minus one. I'm I'm cheating a little bit, but um, yeah. I tell you what, the Cubs are somehow minus five. They lost nine games in a row. That's a that's a bad stretch right now. Since the no hitter against the Dodgers, well, they have they haven't won, haven't won since that game, right? Jeez. Longest losing streak after no hitter since 1925. I heard that on the ESPN broadcast today. Look at, look at you with the stats. Oh, I didn't do any research. I just heard was something. That, was that an A Rod stat or are you on ESPN too? I hope. Oh, of course I was on ESPN <laughs> too. 
Uh, but it might have been Buster. I, I was you, like, yeah, I was. I happened to have ESPN one on the background. You can't believe how much A Rod liked that Rugnet Odor bunt. He was so fired up. Hmm. I everything, that. everything that happened the rest of the inning, he came and attributed back to that bunt like four different times. It was awesome. See, I missed. I, first of all, I want to. When I know I had the Statcast version, there's no way yeah. I'm going to watch. You know, the mothership and. Too, I, I was actually outside a lot today, so I missed some of that yeah. game. But I just uh, happened okay. to have it on. I just happened on in the background. I flipped over when the golf ended. I flipped it over and just didn't even think about it. And I was, I, I was just cracking up with that. But a couple of names I want to ask you on offense: uh, Elvis Andrus. If you need a middle infielder, no power at all, but does have. Um, he hit two fifty. He had a really rough April. He hit two fifty six in May, two seventy eight in June. Hitting second against lefties a, a number of times. Has seven stolen bases. Uh, another guy that, like, if you need a middle and you need to snag some uh, decent batting average, decent speed. Um, I think he can kind of fit with the right team, but uh, is, with the thought that if it's if it starts to go down until again, be ready to drop him. But I think he's an interesting add at the moment. Uh, seems to be coming around a little bit, uh, at least with the speed and the average. Sure. Hey, he has one. He he has one home run. One. He did get one um, on Friday, you know, right? Yeah. You know who else has one home run? Tell me. Everybody's favorite breakout superstar, next hero, Victor Robles. Not mine. I've done one, too many podcasts with you. And he did one, that this week too, by the way. He, he did one home run. I could, I saw it. I saw the one next to it. I'm like, that can't be right. And I looked back. I'm like, oh my God, he's one home run. Yeah. I picked him up in the league this week. He got dropped and I am desperate for steals. So I'm actually, uh, I feel like I'm the devil right now. I, pay, I have Victor Robles on a team. I don't even know what to do with myself. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're going to be picking up Brad Anderson. Yeah. That'll never happen. I think, yeah. I, I think I'm, I think I'm probably blocked from doing that too. Yeah, I'm sure you like you're gonna send like send you're gonna have me like send a plea to unblock you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think that uh, I think that uh, ship has sailed, unfortunately. But yeah. were there any outfielders at all you liked this week? We talked about Jace Peterson eligible there. Uh, I looked at David Dahl coming off the IL, but then I stopped looking really quickly. He's been really bad. Um, two hundred three average, four home runs, two steals, hundred. Like he just, I think he's just in our head from five years ago. Like oh, the stud Rocky coming up, got to have him, but. Um, that's been rough. Was there anybody in the outfit? I looked at, I looked at like Jackie Bradley Jr. I looked at Ben Gamble. Um, I looked at Ian Happ, who I dropped last week, and I kind of turned away from that pretty quickly. He had the home run the first game, did nothing again the rest of the week. Right. I, I had trouble finding outfielders again. I mean, we talked about that a few times, but this week felt like a really rough outfielder week. Saw nothing in the 15s that I liked. I did get Peterson in one of the 12s. I got Garrett Cooper in another 12. Uh, but it was rough sledding. I mean, it, yeah. it really was. Now, Peterson, I actually, I take that back. I got that in yogurt. Uh, so that's 15. Um, Why does that make me laugh every time? It's just, it's great. It's our little jargon. And it's, I think you and I are the only ones that appreciate it, but that's okay. No, I've uh, had people DM me what the hell yogurt means. And then once I tell them, they laugh. So there are other people <laughs> that appreciate it. Shorthand. Um, it's just, it's easier yeah. to say yogurt than TGFBI. It's just, it yep. doesn't roll right off the tongue. I love it. I love it. It's my favorite thing. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some news and notes. Um, Kyle Schwarber is a, a, like oh. in just ridiculous. There's not even a word for how hot he was last month. Left Friday with a hamstring strain. Jeff, I actually dropped him in the league. There's talk about 60-day IL. There's talk about severe strain. It certainly sounds like we're looking at two months on this, and I don't think you can hold that right now, d- despite how insanely good he was last month. Yeah, when when the, the positive is, oh, at least he won't need surgery. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's rough. Um, I, I just, it's, I mean, the guy was in like an all time historical month and he gets hurt. It's just such a letdown. It's a show is like, you know, enjoy these hot streaks when you got them because they, yeah. they, they are so fleeting. They are. 
Um, Trey Turner, uh, there's been a lot, a lot of guys that didn't play this week. I'm going to fire through these really quickly. But uh, Trey Turner, Jose Ramirez, uh, both uh, missed the weekend. Uh, Ramirez has a sore elbow. Trey Turner has a jam finger. Hasn't played since Wednesday. The quote on him was weird, though. They said he's back to be back beginning or middle of next week, which doesn't really help us fantasy-wise. Like, he might play Thursday. He might play Tuesday. Um, that's one that you should really have to check. Do the Nationals play tomorrow? The Nationals, um, they do play tomorrow, so at least we'll know that. But it's just so hard. You know, if it's two and a half or three games of Trey Turner, you want that, but it's, I just don't know if we're going to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least the Nationals are going to play at like seven in the morning this time, so we got Dude, that going for us. I woke up and the Dodgers and Nationals are playing. What the hell is going on? Eight, eight o'clock game. It's the Fourth of July every year. They're home and they play stupid early. It's I you know, to get the other team out of town and all the festivities in DC. Just get get it over with. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we we always carp about Patriots Day in Boston yeah. and how it sucks, especially because <laughs> it's the start of a week. Uh, yeah. At least here it's. You know, at least, you know, at least, you know, it wasn't Monday, you know, observed, uh, right. you know, it started the week here, but yeah, it, it sucks. I mean, it, it, you know, and you're like, oh, now that's locked. And like, oh, like I had Jan Gomes in a, day, a daily moves league. Couldn't bench him. Yeah. Uh, but so it goes. Yeah. yeah the word um, cries for me on that one. Zach Gallon was placed on the 10 day IL. Uh, this has been a, just a maddening season. If you have a gallon, just frustrating. He's a right hamstring strain this time. Better than an arm injury, but um, still going to be out for a bit. Something, something kinetic chain. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's true. It's just been it's just been something after one after another. Um, Nelson Cruz is scratched. Down. Yeah, he yeah. probably should. They, you don't think the Diamondbacks are going to compete this year? I think they're going to come up just short. <laughs> might might be in the wrong division a little bit. Um, yeah, and that's uh, it. That that's why. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Um, let's see. Uh, Nelson Cruz uh, scratched today with a stiff neck. I think that uh, you know he's he just kind of happens with him. He he's when he's in there, he's mashing. Um, as long as he's back, you want to get him in. Uh, Yuan Moncada, we mentioned earlier, took BP on Sunday for his bruised hand, could return Monday. It's funny, you and I talked, and we were talking about our teams on, I think it was Friday, and you're like, oh, I'm losing Moncada for the week. And I think I had something smart-ass about how bad his stats were. I can't, I, I'm really surprised by how bad he's been fantasy-wise. He has, I think, five home runs and two steals over the first half. Like, that. that's yeah. not helping you. He and Glaber can hang out together. Oh, that's, Glaber's been a strange year, too. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'll, I, 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 you know, I don't know what, uh, how to, I think, one of the two gets fixed, but I don't know which one. I mean, is, is as you look at Moncada, though, was 2019 just, oh, my gosh, happy fun ball, like just not that much of a power guy? I don't know. That's that's The hard hit rate's good. The barrel rate's pretty decent. I just uh, – I'm expecting so much more. Five home runs, it's shocking to me. Did Glaver get COVID? Because I know Moncada did and, you know, said it was a long-lasting effect. Yeah, didn't Glaber actually get it a second time? So, yeah. So maybe – there's something to that where they're just they're changed a little he has, bit. There. He has three home runs. Yeah, long haulers, I think they call them, right? Where you, yeah. you you're dealing with stuff well after the fact, dealing with that. I mean, dude had 38 home runs in 2019. He has six since. Yeah. In 2020 and 2021 combined, that's 113 games. Am I doing the math right? Six home runs, like that's uh, like Billy Hamilton's, like thinks that's about right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's, it's rough. Uh, so by the quick guys, uh, Josh Donaldson left Saturday early with hammy, hamstring tightness. Lisa it wasn't the calf. Didn't play Sunday. Another one you just got to check the lineup there. Uh, Kyle Tucker's missed a lot of games. He had the COVID stuff. Now he has a scratch Friday with another injury. Missed the weekend. They hope he'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, Michael Brantley in Houston also missed the weekend with a side tightness. They didn't have Tucker or Brantley, and they still swept the Indians, which pissed me off too. Yeah, I, I bet it would. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, that that's – Definitely, uh, what what uh, you know? It's it's one of those things where like now they don't play on Monday either. We don't know what what to do about that. And Tucker, it's just oh, 
every time you think he's just about to get going, he has this. Now, big series, though. Our A's are going to Houston. Yep, it's a big one. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with them maybe missing a couple of these games, uh, you know, especially wouldn't, against uh, Chris Bassett on Tuesday. Wouldn't wouldn't break my heart. The A's – I don't know if you watch any of the A's-Red Sox series. That's series is crazy. Like, either team could have swept. And it just The Red Sox ended up winning two or three. A's had guys thrown out at home to end the ninth inning two nights in a row. And it was yeah. just it's just an absurd, weird game. Today was one nothing, and the A's just kept leaving guys on base. And Nick Pavetta looked like Cy Young for the first five innings, just throwing nasty stuff up there. And Matt Barnes looked lost, and the A's bailed him out. It was it was a weird series between two good teams. It was, it was a strange series, but a fun series. But unfortunately, the the wrong team came out with the two out of three. Both the Pavetta and Caprillion had tons of Ks. Was uh, home plate umpire a little uh, generous? He was a little bit. Caprillion had one. Uh, his, like his last strikeout, that was a, a good ball and a half outside. And yeah. Ace announced was like, oh, just on the corner, great pitch. I'm like, yeah, not so much. But um, <laughs> Dallas Braden's never seen, a, never seen a pitcher strike that he didn't like. But, um, yeah, the, the, the strikes was pretty good. But I tell you what, Pavetta just looked nasty. And I I, I really like Caprillion. He's just he, – he gets guys on base. And I know it's a weird thing you can't really quantify, but he really bears down. Uh, his pitching with guys on guys on base is really, really impressive. He's been getting out of jams really well. I know some of that will probably um, regress and normalize a little bit. But uh, I really like what I've seen out of him. He's, uh, he's one of those guys that I flip on, and I definitely watch pitch now. Yeah. Uh, it's – T- you know, it took a long time for him to come back. It did. It's a it's a cool story. I hope it stays. Yeah. His dad and his his uh his debut in Fenway. His dad was all fired up and like crying after the game, and it was just uh it was really cool. It's it's been a great story, and um I'm glad we're, get, we're finally getting something out of the Sunny Gray trade because the rest of it sure didn't work. No, it sure didn't. Uh, but you know, pitchers they 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 take a long time. Dustin uh, Dustin Fowler that that was it, right? Yeah, oh, Dustin Fowler. Well, he got was, hurt the, like right yeah. away. You know, yeah. it was so brutal. I was um, I was sure he was going to be really solid that year for the A's. It was uh, he like yeah. won the job out of spring training. It was it was it was rough after that. Yeah. Hey, one more injury to add. Uh, hey, yeah. Happened late night. Buster Posey uh, hurt his thumb. He will not start tomorrow against the Cardinals. Ah, uh, sucks. He's been having a great year. You just hope with thumb thing. You always worry a little bit about that, but. Uh, right. Always back. Uh, late one also, Andrew McCutcheon left Sunday with oblique tightness, which is never anything you like to hear because that never seems like it's a quick day to day. Right, right. Um, not the worst oblique news I heard of the week, though. Uh, we haven't talked Jack Flaherty at all. That oh, one. I know. And they kind of uh, they kind of snuck that in. Like I thought it was gonna be long term, but it seems like we're looking at uh, August at the earliest, right? Yeah, well, a sixty day IL now. Yeah. And yeah, so August first at the earliest, and then you have to wonder, okay. Are they going to baby him the first couple of times out? If it is even early, first week of August or not, uh, this this is so, a disaster. So an- answer the answer the fantasy, the fantasy question then. What do you do with him in both twelve and fifteen teams? I held. I held. In I, did, both. I, I did too, and I I thought about it in a twelve, and then I quickly didn't think about it much longer. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to hold him until I guess it's only it's five or six more weeks. It seems like a long time, and then maybe you get four starts of more than five innings down the stretch five i don't it's gonna be i don't know you're not gonna get a lot out of him but it, it might be really good you have to hope it is if you hold him so my argument to shoe was look at the names we're bidding on this week that's that's an and that's that's a main event right there so that's that's really that's really a good point i mean you really want to drop flarity for right you know tyler mcgill or uh, to, to a guy we're gonna drop two weeks from now anyhow yeah that's true too and probably will hurt your ratios and anything like that so right a uh, few players I want to talk about before we jump out. Um, Ozzy Albies is a guy that I never really 
and fully in on drafting it kind of you kind of always felt like he just compiled and all that but he is he's had a huge year he had since June 1st, he has 32 RBIs and 10 stolen bases. Leads the majors in stolen bases uh, since June 1st. Him and Acuna both have 10. Uh, the only guys mm-hmm. with double digits since then. Uh, he's yeah. at 265, 15 home runs, 13 stolen bases, 50 runs, 59 RBIs. Um, hard hit rate's only 36%, but a pretty good barrel rate. Uh, I think it's just he's in a perfect lineup spot, and he's taking advantage of it. This is why you don't take victory laps after a month. That's true. That, uh, because he, he was off to a pretty rough start. And now you look up and he's caught up everything that, you know, you'd like to see him hitting maybe for a higher average, but yeah, he's caught up on everything. He's going to far outpace like a lot of project uh, RBI projections. That's for sure. He's uh, got to be, got to be the second most valuable second baseman after Merrifield right now. Right. I think so. I think yeah. so. And, uh, and Merrifield yeah. cause he's got the 23 stolen bases or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I think Frazier didn't Frazier win the second base job in the all-star game. And he's hitting, he's hitting like three forty. Well, yeah, and he, he's having a great year. I'll, I'll grant you that. Uh, but he didn't. He didn't really. Win, he didn't really win the fan vote, did he? I thought he did. I thought I heard that he did. How the I hell does Adam win. Fraser win the fan vote? I'm, I got it loaded up right now. Oh my God, you're right. He done with the fan vote. Yeah, wow. I thought so. How how does did Pittsburgh have that just stuffed the ballot box? How does that happen? That's wild. Revenge of the batting average. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, Albies was second, and Gavin Lux was third, and I don't get that because Gavin Lux is just terrible. I think that speaks to the state of second baseman in the National League this year. It, it probably does. I'm shocked by how poor Gavin Lux has been. I thought we were going to see, um, you know, maybe not a full breakout, but I thought we were going to see a lot of good stuff. And it's, I think he's hitting like 230. Yeah. And we were kind of hoping to get, you know, you know, we're like, oh, he's got all this playing time with Seeger out. Uh, this is going to help him. You know, the thing is, like, did Max Muncy, was he on the ballot as a first baseman or a second baseman? If he's uh, a yeah, first, that's, that's true too. Same with Chris Taylor. I mean, there, there's your. The <laughs> top two in LRs otherwise. Eduardo Escobar, I mean, who saw that one coming? Bad team. Ryan McMahon, Jake Cronenworth. Where yeah, I go, Cronenworth. I go, Mc, I go McMahon and Cronenworth. I like both those guys. I love Cronenworth. We've talked about we gave him love last week. I love and his defense is so good too. Muncie was the runner up at first base to Freeman, so he was listed there. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So that explains some of it there. He Muncie was the phase one leader, and then Freeman passed him in phase two. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Albie's just passed up Merrifield and our oh, auction values. Oh, wow. Uh, 28 to 27. Uh, that's because the 15 homers versus eight for Witt. Yeah. Uh, he must, have, he runs, must have 25 more RBIs, right? 14 more, 14 more RBI. I mean, uh, Merrifield's pretty damn good. 23 strong awesome. bases, too. I just didn't think he had quite that many RBIs leading off for Kansas City, but apparently he's missed 45 RBIs. Yep. Yeah, I would have lost that bet. I would have gone under that number for sure. Yeah, I mean, even though I love him, love as a player. Yep, yep. You know, he was another guy that was accused of like, oh, he's a little bit of a compiler, a little bit of a, you know, the batting average can't last forever. He could, he's showing signs of slipping and not slipping. He just got pace for forty-five stolen bases. Um, yeah. So we talked about Cole a little bit earlier. Talk to me about uh, Gilito, the other guy you have in the main event. Uh, struggled today against Detroit. Five innings, ten hits, six earned runs, five strikeouts. ERA is now at 4-2. Like we talk about Cole, Cole's ERA is still under three. He's just been really bad lately. But Giolito's kind of struggled uh, up and down most of the year. K rate's down a little bit, but still pretty good at 29.5%. Walk rate's down a little bit to about 8%. Bail rate's up to a career high 9.5%. Home runs are hurting him, 1.6 home runs per nine. Uh, Ground ball rate's at a career low. He's going to have a lot more fly balls. Uh, How worried are you about Giolito? Would you buy him And if you're in a trade league and you could get him for a little bit of a discount right now? Can I not talk about Giolito? I'm I'm really kind of frustrated with this right now. I, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I understand. At one point, 
I was like, okay, I can make some excuses here uh, for him, like the JD Martinez style excuses, you know. Right. No, no video. Tony Russo's his manager had the Patriots Day game. Doesn't like the daytime. Yeah. Screw that. Just At be some an point, ace. somebody you got to go pitch, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it's just I don't know. It's it's been rough. I mean, I just don't. I think that I probably I probably uh, would bet on him having a, a pretty good second half, but I'm not super confident with that. Uh, I'm not either, and. I, I, right now, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I, I can't, you know, in in NFPC styles, you know, it's not actionable. You just have to you're write gonna, it out. You're gonna start. You're gonna start. You're gonna start him every week, and whatever happens, if he sucks, he's just gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, it's gonna hurt you. But you know, it's really suck. sucked the last three weeks. Every day they're pitching. Every time they're they're pitching on the same day, and you and get ex- oh. you get excited, right? Like it's gonna be a twenty strikeout, nice ERA day, and they yeah. both blow up. It's just it's maddening. And today with Cole, like. They had a double header. They needed, and they were throwing a bullpen game the second game. Like they needed him, and he pitched three and a third. Like it just, it's, it was shocking. Yeah, and he got lucky a little bit because of that Nimmo review that didn't get overturned. Even though, yeah. you know, they got the A's treatment, and the Mets got the A's treatment on the replay. There, it's like, <laughs> why even have replay? I mean, that was, yeah, it's, a, it, it's frustrating. You know, uh, I know I, I owe a better answer on G Little. I don't have it right now. I don't. Know I don't. What the deal is. I don't know if there is a better answer, man. I just uh, yeah. some stuff looks good, but you watch him and it just doesn't look totally right. It's hard to figure. Like I wouldn't be shocked if he kind of just stays there. I wouldn't be shocked if he just deals the rest of the way and figures something out either. I mean, he just he's a guy that can get really really hot as we've seen. And um, if I had to bet on it, if you had to bet on his second half ERA, just second half from here on out, what do you what, what's your number? Three nine. All right, I go under that. I hope you're right. I'm being yeah. a pessimist right now. Yeah. Uh, and I, then go, those, uh, I go like three, five, five, somewhere in there. In the uh, Josh Donaldson, no sticky stuff game. Uh, <laughs> he had one strikeout in six innings. One. I mean, that seems impossible. Like that just, that's just not who he is. It's just, I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing the stuff for a lot of these guys. I mean, the sticky stuff obviously is making a difference. It's just a matter of quantifying it. It's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Dave uh, chimes in. Uh, Cole, Giuliano, and Nola are unusable in the diamond challenge. And, you know, who knows about Bauer, but uh, it, it's frustrating. And we, I think uh, Aaron Nola is on your list of people to talk about too, right? Yeah, I was, uh, I don't know if we we're going to get there with the time constraints, but now that we're talking about him, he's a weird guy. Cause you look at, uh, you know, strikeout rates still really good. The walk rates way down. Cause last, last two years we're like, Oh, he's just walking a few too many guys. And we're talking about how the baseball was different. And he was one of those guys, him and uh, him and uh, the guy in the Yankees. I can't think of his name. Uh, Tanaka, Tanaka, yeah, yeah. Uh, had both had like problems with grip and all that. And he's, he's not walking guys. The home runs are an issue, but they always kind of are. Uh, the four and a half ERA is just shocking. You look at it like his fifth is three, four, seven. Um, he's a guy to me that I think is, is, is still going to be fine. It's been a couple of blowups. I feel better about Noel than I do about the other two guys. I do too. The K's were there against the Marlins. He was getting babbit to death. Yeah. And he had that, you know, he had that nine strikeouts in a row, like two starts ago too. Right. I mean, the thing, and the thing about, the Phillies starting pitchers is if you leave any inherited runners, they're coming home. You joke, but like, it's true. Like every single one scores. No, I'm not joking. It's true. It's it's insane. (laughs) It's definitely true. Uh, One more offensive guy I want to ask you about. Brian Reynolds in Pittsburgh was a guy that I was like, Oh, you get some decent batting average. No pop dime a dozen. Brian Reynolds has 15 home runs, Jeff. I mean, I, I know that it's there because I watch a lot of games and we do all this, but like every time I look at that, 46 runs, 46 RBIs, he's on pace for a 90-90 season and a bad offense. Uh, he has three stolen bases, so he's hitting 306, which is huge in this, in this batting average era. Uh, the K rate's way down, walk rate's up. He's walking at 11.5%. I guess some of that's probably has nobody hitting behind him, but um, he's a pretty damn good stat line for a bad offense. He's been, if you got him in whatever it was, the 22nd round, he's one of those guys that's uh, that's winning leagues right now. 
Yeah, for sure. And I'm not winning any leagues right now, or maybe one, but I don't have them anywhere. I, you know, and the thing is, I was like, okay, well, he's fine in his rookie year and then came crashing back down to earth. I got, yep. I'm a little too last year weighted, I think, on, on some of my teams. And I, I missed out on Reynolds. I mean, you look at his minor league numbers. This is what he, I mean, he's hitting for more power than he did in the minors, but the average was always there. He's never, I mean, he's never hit under 300 before last year. And he hit under 200. So he still has never hit between 200 and 300 at all, any yeah, level. It's wild. But I mean, 310, I mean, it's just, it all, I just, the 15 homers, I thought he was a 15 home run guy for a season. I did not think he could be a potentially a 25 to 30 home run guy at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't either. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's shame that there's not a few more polished players around him. I mean, they've got, you know, they start off with uh, Frazier, you know, Reynolds is good. Brian Hayes is good. And dot, dot, dot. Stallings is a league average catcher, I guess. Yeah, and Colin Moran was, was pretty good. Now he's hurt again, so that's yeah. gone. It's, and Gregory Polanco, I think we can probably admit that that's probably not a thing anymore. It's just uh, they've tried him so many times. He's just not there. Yep, agreed. All right, last guy I'm going to ask you about, then I'm going to let you enjoy the fireworks because they're really going crazy outside your window right now. Uh, Alex Reyes in St. Louis is a wild story. He has five wins and 20 saves, ERA under one in 40 innings. Uh, K rate's 31.5%. Jeff, I'm sure you've looked at it. His walk rate is 19%. I just can't yeah. believe his bad 198. Hard hit rate's pretty good. The barrel rate's good. But at some point, this has to come back to Hunter, right? You can't walk 90% of the guys and be as effective, right? Hopefully. He's, Car- he's Carlos Marmol reincarnated oh, right now. Oh, man, I haven't heard you that can't name can't make in hard contact. Time. 18 hits. I mean, there's there's some baked-in Babbitt luck, luck, but it's not even like the Cardinals have this great defense behind them either. That's the thing that's really amazing to me. I, just, I Like, at some point, he's going to walk three guys and go up a grand slam and back-to-back starts. I mean, it just has to happen. It's just – I mean, he's been – we talk about Brian Reynolds winning leagues. Like, if you took Alex Reyes or Mark Melanson in those those late leagues, those are the two guys that have been utterly massive. You know, we talk about struggling with saves. You get those two guys, you're suddenly one of the teams that's not struggling with saves. You don't have to spend any money in fab. Like, it's been an absolute godsend. You got these two guys, but I just don't know how you can walk seven guys per nine and, and be successful the rest of the way. But he's, he's certainly done it for three months, and he's been huge. Check this out. He's got a 31.3% K percentage. Yep. Amazing, right? Yeah. Swinging strike uh, rate is 12.9. Nothing yeah, I special. I would have gone or, like 15, 16 or so. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Get, don't get me wrong. It's really good. But it's not like, oh, my gosh. You think like top relievers sometimes they're at 17, 18 because, you know, they go max max effort one inning, yep. et cetera. No, it's 12.9. It's 13. Okay, that's good. That's really good. But, it's one of those things we see with the relievers. Like they pitch so little that they just kind of can skate through a half season. And he certainly mm-hmm. has. And I mean, the stuff, like I said, you said the stuff's good. Like there's a lot of there's good stuff. But, man, I just. I'd be shocked if he doesn't have a couple of really rough outings here at some point. Yeah. You know, at some point he's going to give up a big hit with, with these guys that he's walked on base. Exactly. Uh, Before we get out of here and let you go enjoy the rest of the fourth, anybody else you wanted to uh, talk about? No, uh, I think I'm good. Looking forward to uh, a full week of baseball and then looking forward to a week off. Me too. So we will not be uh, with you next Sunday. Uh, Jeff will be traveling and uh, we'll be off next week for the all-star break. We'll back at you the Sunday after that. I think all the Rotowire podcasts are off that week, right? Yeah. I might squeeze in a Thursday one, uh, depending on how my, I'm working on getting one particular guest, getting their schedule lined up, Uh, but we'll see. I might have to push it to the following week, in which case I'll, I'll roll with the Thursday one. So we'll see. 
Beautiful. Cool. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the special July 4th version, Sunday night, uh, Monday morning for you, those of you who listen on the East Coast. We want to thank uh, WinBet for their sponsorship. That's W-Y-N-N Bet. Um, hope everybody has a great week. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. We are often on there talking baseball, basketball, football, whatever maybe uh, Jeff Scott fishbowl starts tomorrow, right? I better um, start to say some football really quick here, I suppose. Yeah, it's going to burn the midnight oil, oil, I'm sure, with the 17 yeah. other things you're burning the midnight oil for. I got I got the six pick. I'm sure LaDainian Thomas will be there. Just take him. We'll be good. I'm I'm, I'm picking six as well. We'll have to trade oh, yeah. who are you? Who are you taking? Tell me. I don't know. I, don't I, I have no earthly idea. I'm probably going to take quarterback, uh, but... two quarterbacks and like point and a half PPR tight end, right? Yeah, and it, there's like negative points for the bad quarterback, so you really yeah, want to get some someone bad. Good. I had Daniel Jones last year. They hit some bad games. I had good quarterbacks until the playoffs, and then Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson had their worst games at the same week. And that was I finished uh, one team short of making the absolute final the last week. I was second place oh, in my division no. in the in the finals there, and I would have had Kamara for his whatever 180 point game the the final week too. It would have been close to winning. Yeah, I, I had a kind of woulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda, shoulda moment too. That you know, the week I, I got knocked out one week, the next week my team went off, yeah. just went crazy. I but, ended up, I took guys. Justin Herbert really late in the draft, and I didn't didn't drop him the first week or two, and that was that was massive. Yeah. I, so, I just, so did I. Yeah. I, I made Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and then I think I picked up somebody that was good, and I forget who it was, and yeah. Yeah, worked out it's a, well. it's a fun format. I'm not into football yet, but I will. It'll be a good uh, good entry into that as I start to think about that. But anyway, thanks everybody for listening. We really do appreciate. We we'll back at you in two Sundays. Hope everybody has a good All Star break and all that, and a good fantasy week. Hope uh, your teams are doing well. On that, we'll be back back in two weeks. Take care. <laughs>